Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Once again, this is the Mosaic of Marion, and I am Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church here in Chatham, Virginia, and it's so good to be with you guys one more time. And once again, to no one's surprise, I have with me uh, my good friend, um, Mona Selden. How are you, Miss Mona? I'm good. I'm good. Looking forward to being here again. Amen, girl. Uh, She sometimes is a woman of short um, sayings. And so... (laughs) As we get in. So, hey, we're going to talk today. We're sort of going to go away from really talking about um, the names of God, um, trying to get you through the pandemic. What we want to focus on today is just the fact that you should be trusting in the Lord. So we're going to deal with three verses of Scripture if you want to mark them in your Bible, specifically three. Now, we probably... Um, knowing us too, we'll go to other places as they come to our mind. But we're going to start in Psalm chapter 9 and verse 10. And then we're going to go to Psalm 20, verse 7. And we're going to end up, if we have time, in Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 10. And our really our thought here today is this. Who do you trust in? So, Miss Mona, when you hear the word that this is, has nothing biblical about this part okay so setting aside that for right now when you hear the word trust what comes to your mind um when i think about what i trust in i think about um what i hold on to what i lean into um when i need i love that when you say (laughs) lean into something um, when I need to have confidence or when I need to have a little bolster of um, confidence or faith, um, the things that I think are going to help me, the things that I think are going to um, provide what I need. And so those are the things then that I would, yeah, I like that lean into also, yes. that I would lean into, that I would look to. It gives you that picture of when you're scared. Yeah, You know, and it really, in a sense, it, to me, when you say lean into, I think about um, our childhoods and, and not everybody had a really good daddy, um, but right. for those that did, I know in my aspect, in my lifetime, when I was scared and around my daddy, those moments, I legit would lean into, that's yes. the reason I love yeah. that word, yeah. lean into him mm-hmm. because I knew, you know, as I, I said on Facebook, when the day my daddy died, Superman took off his cape. He was my Superman. Right. So he was the one that I knew would take care of me, would protect me, would watch over me, and always had my best interest at heart. Right. And we see that. So now let's go to adulthood and just real life. Let's go to the one that is there all the time. Now, so the truth is my daddy, let me come back circle for a second. My daddy wasn't always there when I was afraid. Right. Not always. Couldn't be. Right. He had a job. He worked, whatever. But there's someone. Right. That sticketh closer than a brother. Right. There is someone who is just all-encompassing in every way that never leaves us, the Bible says, nor forsakes us. 
and that's obviously God. Right. So um, let's go in. Let's just start here in um, Psalm chapter 9. I'll read it, and then I'm going to let you just jump in what you want to say here to start with. Psalm chapter 9 and verse 10 says, And those who know your name know his name. Right. What, what a thought. Right. And out there in, in radio land or whatever <laughs> land, computer land you're listening, I, I do have this quirk, I guess, is that when I'm reading scripture, and my congregation will tell you this so often, yeah. it's just some things you have to comment about. <laughs> so what does it mean to know his name? Think about just that. As, how amazing. All right, I'm about to get excited. <laughs> The God of the universe, the God that spoke creation into being, the God who's always there, the God who will never leave us nor forsake us, the God who sent his son to die for us, the God who upholds everything, he says, those who know his name. Right, which indicates that we can know his name and that um, that he desires for us to know his name. And so um, you're right. So even though he is this huge God, he's personal and up close and we can know him but it also tells us that we have to know him and so um and i think that's part of the other two podcasts that we've done um about knowing god's names because if you don't know god's names then you can't put the rest of this verse into practice and the other verses that we're going to talk about and so it it is something that we have to do it's something that we have to learn it's something that we learn it by studying but we also learn it experientially i just think that it's amazing i've never so i've been at this now about 21 years taking in my youth pastoring and and then i've been a christian for about uh 44 years now um i just can't get past this point of the god of the universe Mm -hmm. wants to know me personally Right. right right and that we can talk to him right daily we we talked about um or i talked about um last sunday that we can now enter the holy of holies in heaven yes and find a throne of grace yes we totally did not know this was going this way but <laughs> so and then and, and i you've heard me enough now um to understand that you obviously got to know that that just is so impacting in my life that it's a throne of grace not a throne of justice or a throne of judgment, but it's a throne of grace and mercy. Right. And that that's what he wants to offer to us and, and that we do have that access. And it's through Jesus that we have that. That's a whole nother podcast there, Hank. That is. <laughs> but, but I have to get to it. Uh, it's just so knowing his name, it really affects me to read that. And to those that know your name. And also, so you said it it's um, a privilege to know it, I think. Mm-hmm. And you said it means that we need to know it. Right. But to me also, it's a call to missions yeah. that we should be telling others, others. Yes. Yep. so they will get to know him. Right. Um. So let's see if I can't finish this first now. <laughs> so, and those who know your name put their trust in you. We're going to deal with that word trust. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And I'm not trying to get off, but, you know, there are some beliefs that think only certain people go to heaven. You know, God's called certain people. We're not going this route. He's (laughs) called certain people for salvation and others. He's not. I I totally don't buy into that theology. Um, I just believe anybody that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right. 
you know, that's where I fall in that camp. Um, so what do you think? The word trust there, and we're gonna, you're going to hear us say that probably 100 times over the next 20-some minutes, trust. For those who know your name, put their trust in you. Well, the word trust means to have confidence in. And so as you asked me earlier about what I um, mean by trust, and um, that I have confidence that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. I have confidence that God is going to take care of me. I have confidence that he's going to protect me. I have confidence that um, no matter what I'm facing, he is there and um, he it will provide. He will give me what I need. Um, it, it was kind of hard to separate when you said, you know, not uh, you kind of indicated not to in- include God in that definition of trust. But <laughs> <laughs> for me, that's kind of hard. Um, but just that anything that I need, anything that um, comes up that I know with great confidence that God is there. And as we've talked about the names of the Lord over the last um, two podcasts, um, knowing those things, because those tell us his attributes, his characteristics. And so knowing that he's our provider, knowing that he is our healer, knowing that he is um, our peace, then I can have confidence that he will indeed um, do those things for me when I need it. And so that trust, that's what I think of when I hear that word trust. You know, and it's a fault of that we know this even when he doesn't answer the way we want him to answer. You can still trust his right. heart right. for you. Um, so talk a little bit more. I'm going to look up a verse of scripture real quick. <laughs> I want to find something real quick. And, you know, in this verse also it says, for those who seek you. And so, and I mentioned that those who know your name and, and those who seek you. And so um, it's not just a passive thing on our part. It's something that we have to do. And so we have to learn um, about God. We have to um, be in relationship with him. We have to um, study his words so that we learn about him, study his name so that we know about who he is and seek after him. And um, and then when we do, then we know that he will not forsake us and that um, we can trust him and have confidence in him. Okay, I found it. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Um, because I wanted to get this just right. Because sometimes... Let's just be honest. God didn't always answer like we want him to answer. And those are the times that it's hard to keep our trust. Let's just be real and be honest. Yes, absolutely. Is when we feel like God should answer this way, yet God doesn't. Are you going to at that point stay the course with God? Are you going to continue to trust in God? Or are you going to fall apart and try to, and this is when we really mess up, mm-hmm. when we try to take matters into our own hands. Right. And so I, I was thinking about um, how best to put that. And it's so much better to let the Bible speak. I, I've heard I heard Billy Graham one time, in a um, he was being interviewed, and somebody asked why he quoted so much scripture when he preached and when he talked. He said, well, I've just come to realize that if God says something about it, I'm just going to let him say it and right. not me. You know, that's sort of a, a loose paraphrase, but it's mm-hmm. it's what he said. So here's the four guys. One of the greatest, you know, 
Here we go back to the flannel graph again. <laughs> and the four guys into the fiery furnace, or the three guys, excuse me, in the fiery furnace. And they're in the book of Daniel, and it's um, chapter 3. And so Nebuchadnezzar is all kind of mad and because um, they refused to bow um, to his golden image there um, that he had set up. And so he's going to throw them in. And listen to what these guys say. So Shadrach, this is verse 16 of chapter 3. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. That's a pretty bold statement. Right. Yep. I mean, that, these guys are like sold out completely. They're trusting in They're him. Trusting. But listen to what else they say. And here's the part I believe that I was speaking about that you really talked about the trust that comes when you see God's hand working, you know God's working on your behalf. He's answering how you want him to answer. Those are the easy times to trust. Right. Sometimes with the Lord, he either wants to teach us something or he needs to correct us mm -hmm. or he needs to grow us something. And it's those times when we're still in need, but the answer is not what we think. Notice what else these little, these guys say, these little guys. I don't know how what they were. They were probably older than me. What these guys said, but if not, right. be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. That's still trust. And here's what they were really saying if you get really down to it. Here's what they're saying. My God does not have to answer our prayer to save us. It does not prove he's any less of a God by not answering us. If we were to die in this fiery furnace, that doesn't lessen God any bit. Right. It's still it's still trusting in him. And it's still, I think that's where it comes in that you know him, his names, and you seek after him. So that even when he doesn't provide in the ways that you think is the best way to be, have provision, or um, give you the things that you think you need or you're waiting for him to give you what you are trusting him to give you that because you know who he is and you know his character which they obviously did then you can still trust even as you're waiting or even if the when the answer is different than what you expected so even when you don't see his hand you can trust his heart in knowing who he is and what he is all about and that, that leads us to um, Psalm 20. It's a good good way to go right into that because as we were talking before we went on air um, about what, the, and you know, I've said it before, words in our Bible, whether they're Greek or whether they're Hebrew, um, words in the Bible, we read the word trust there in verse, in chapter nine. Um, we read the verse, the word trust here in chapter 20. Although it's the same English word, right. They have different meanings, and they're different words in Hebrew. So now I want to read chapter 20 and look at verse 7. Psalm 20, verse 7. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Same word in English. But different. But different. And so that second trust, we trust in the name of the Lord is really a remembrance and it's remembering and i love that because i have um found over the years that 
um, when we remember what God has done, then we are able to trust him more. Mm -hmm. And so um, when we remember times when he has provided before, we know that he will provide again. And it just makes it easier for us to trust him. And so um, having that remembrance um, of the name of the Lord, having that remembrance of who he is and what he does um, can help us then in trusting him fully. And, you know, he never throws you into the deep end of the pool in the very beginning. Right. Because you're not ready. Um, when I was, uh, I think, about seven, I was taking swimming lessons at Hargrave. <laughs> it was about this time of year. Now, imagine how cold that water was <laughs> about this time of year. And so it was like our second lesson. And so the the lifeguard who was giving us lessons said, well, who wants to go dive off the diving board? Well, guess what little redhead race is in? <laughs> I was going to be first, man. Um, and so I just go and I get up there, never once hesitated. And I mean, bam, boom, in. And I went right to the bottom. <laughs> get to the bottom and I push up and I'm swimming, swimming, swimming. And I get to the top and I said, ow. <laughs> so it was, you know, um, I learned my lesson. That, and it's been a great biblical lesson throughout the years. And I've used that illustration a lot. Because it's true, God doesn't throw us in the deep end. He will let you be in the kiddie pool right. when you first are saved. And he lets you get your feet wet through some testing, some trials, some tribulations, some heartaches, some hurts. And he's there for you to, to solve, fix, whatever word you want to put there that need so you can gain trust right for him then you will remember right, right. he's right. faithful if he's faithful in the small things right he can handle the big one and what you'll learn is what i i believe scripture teaches is that as you go along your trials and your hurts and your needs do get bigger right but what you can say is well if god has been with me through all of these right he can surely answer this right. one he'll take care of me right and then the, the greatest one is is if God took care of Jesus on the cross and in the empty tomb when he was dead and, and by the resurrection power yes. he raised up, then well, what in the world can I go through in right. my life that's going to equal that? Right. Uh, nothing. Right. Um, so going back to it, listen, so, um, let's go up to the first part, though. Uh -huh. um, I know you had some stuff about that you want to talk about, but I want to give you a corresponding verse in Psalm 33. And verse 17, the Bible says, The war horse is a false hope for salvation. Right. And by its great might, it cannot rescue. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. horses. Right. So what's your thoughts? And so for us, it might be hard for us to think about how that's applicable to us or relevant to us. And yet there are plenty of things that we put our trust in that um, outside of God. Um, it may be our jobs, it may be our education, it may be the status in a, the society that we have, um, maybe our families, um, maybe our kids' sports, our kids' musical accomplishments that we put our trust in, that those things are the things that carry us, those are the things that are important to us, and, we, and, and so we trust in them, just as they trusted in their chariots and their horses to help them win the wars, to help them um, accomplish what they needed to accomplish. And yet we know that 
we're not to put our trust in those things, that our trust is to be in God and God alone. And um, that other stuff is just, as you say, gravy. (laughs) 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 And, um, (laughs) um, And so, but we need to put our trust in God and and I think especially this is being shown right now during this pandemic that those so many of those things have been taken away. Many, many people have lost their jobs. Many of us that our education doesn't really matter anymore because we can't use it because um, we're just sitting at home doing whatever. Um, our families are operating differently. We're, the sports aren't being played. Um, the musical recitals aren't being done. And so um, all those things have been stripped. And so we can't trust in those anymore. And that's a good thing because we shouldn't trust in them. We really should be trusting fully in God and not in those other things. Yeah. And, and so often, not only just, and you spoke about things, I, I think, I don't think you mentioned this, but I'm going to mention um, some also, and it may go in tie in with the education, but some just trust in their ability to think things through. Right. You know, some these guys that that have these technical minds mm-hmm. that have to figure it out. Um, I've come, to, I've come to find they're some of the hardest people to ever win to faith in Christ because you can't yeah. figure the Lord right. out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you you just cannot figure him out, and so they, if they can't see it, touch it, feel it, read the manual, then which we do have the manual of Scripture, but reading that. With an unspiritual mind, you're not going to read it like a spiritual mind. And so I, I've seen a lot of guys that just struggle um, because they place so much faith in their own ability to reason things through. Right. And you, how can you, like now, how can you reason what we're going through? Right, you can't. Right. How can you reason with a virus that you, that's as our, our president, whatever your thoughts are about a president, that our president is labeled this invisible mm-hmm. um, foe that we have, right. and, and that's what it is. You, right. you, you can't find me. You can't put your fist up, you know, and and want to throw hands and and all that. But it's just there. So these guys that were trusting in in horses and chariots, and it was as if who had the bigger army was always going to win, which we know is not true. You could go back in the history of the Jewish people, and you know the Battle of Jericho. Um, where Israel did exactly what the Lord said. And it was all God, right. They trusted right. in everything. Now, it had to seem ludicrous. Let's just be honest. <laughs> right. You walk around the walls seven, six times, and then the seventh time you walk around seven times, and then you blow horns and shout and all that, and the walls are going to come tumbling down. And I just wonder if Joshua at any point thought, what kind of war plan is this? Right, I'm sure. But he had also met the captain of the Lord's army, so he did have that visual knowledge that he had seen right before they started walking. But they trusted. That right. The key is that. They trusted in what the Lord's plan was. They go from there to AI. And do you remember what happened? They got just creamed. Because they didn't trust in God. They didn't go to God first. They didn't get his battle plan. They didn't trust in him. And so then they... Matter of fact, they didn't, even, they didn't ask him. Right. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> you know, um, Joshua, the great commander, just like, oh, we don't need to send everybody. I think it was 5,000 people that they sent. They're like, this will be easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Um, <laughs> they send like 5,000 people, I think, and I could be wrong with that number. But they sent a very few 
And I mean, they got it right. handed to right. them, chased all the way back. Because they trusted in their past successes. And so, and they trusted in who they were and didn't seek God first. And so we see the um, error in their in what they did. And let me just say, I can, I, I'm sitting here today, I can say that I've done the same thing. Mm, sure. You know, you win a, a mighty battle for whatever it may be, some um, uh, biblical battle or some spiritual battle. And, you know, those are the times you, you got to really watch out. Right. Uh, I, I give you another biblical one. Um, when um, Elijah was on Mount Carmel facing down all those prophets, you know, and he, uh, I would have loved, I, you know, when I get to heaven, there's just certain parts. I don't know if you're like this. I have a very vivid imagination about some things. And I do try to read my Bible vividly. I let it try to speak and I try to visualize stuff. Um, and just when I get to heaven, there's some things I want. I want to see Elijah on top of Mount Carmel. You know, and as he's there mocking all the prophets, <laughs> why don't you yell louder? Maybe he's asleep. Why don't you just, maybe he's off doing something. And then, you know, you have the false prophets over there which proves that false religions make unrealistic demands on people. You know, they cut themselves, and the, the Bible says, and the blood flowed. Right. And so, no, you know, and I love it last, it says, no one answered, there was no lightning, nothing. But then Elijah does his, and we know that the Lord, he poured all this water in the midst of a drought, he soaked it, the fire fell, licked up, the Bible says in very vivid um, language, licked up all the water, and then it's a picture of how we're to deal with sin in our lives. We're to be ruthless with it. He went and he killed all those prophets. Mighty spiritual victory. Trusting in the Lord. and then Trusting all... in who he knew the Lord was. Exactly. Which is what takes us back to what we've been talking about. And then he ran from Jezebel. Right. Because he didn't trust the Lord to protect him. <laughs> I know, we're running. What time is it? We got to roll. All right, so let's get back to our... Um, Hey, it just means we got to come back next week and work on it some more. So, but people are trusting. Where were you going to go with that? Um, I don't know. She's lost. I am. <laughs> well, the last verse that we were going to talk about is Proverbs eighteen ten, and um, just because I'm watching the clock, um, as we trust in God, and we, and really, we've covered this verse over the last two podcasts that we did, um, but we didn't put it into the words. So. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and is safe. So as we're talking about trusting in God and knowing his names, the strong tower is a place of rest. It's a sanctuary. It's a place where we can be fortified. And so as we know those names and as we trust in God according to those names and what we know about him and as we seek him and as we remember the things that he has done for us previously, we can run into that name as a strong tower and find those things, that place of rest, that sanctuary, the place where we can be fortified. Well, I want to encourage you guys out there um, as we do bring this to a close. Um, those names we've given you over the past weeks, um, you need to write them down and have them somewhere that you can pray through them. And that, and your, Go ahead and tell us your blog again. They can go back and look through it. Um, it's filled filled to overflowing dot home dot blog, and I did do two blog posts about praying the names of the Lord during this pandemic. You know, one thing I do know God loves; He loves for us to pray back Scripture to Him. Yes. 
And so as you pray those names, um, and as you go through them, just study them on your own. Um, do some word searches. Um, find a concordance. Do some word searches on those names. Find out where they're used in Scripture, and just let the Word um, really soak into you. I think next week, um, you might be here with me again next week. We're gonna. I want to do something about the Word of the Lord, and I want why it's so important that we need to get it in us. So as our time is running shy here, um, I'm gonna ask you to close us in prayer, and then I'll have a few closing little All statements. Right. Lord God, I just thank you that we can trust you. I thank you that you are trustworthy and faithful and that um, we can know you and we can um, build our trust on you as we go day by day. And so I pray for each person who is listening to this that they will um, know that about you. And if they don't, that they would seek to know that more. And that um, as they face whatever they're facing in these weeks that... um, are coming the days that are ahead, um, even today, that they would seek to know you more and seek to trust you more so that at the end of the day and at the end of the week and at the end of this whole pandemic thing, they can say, um, I put my trust in the Lord and this is what he has done. And so, Lord, open our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our hearts to understand. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Once again, this has been the Mosaic um, of Marion, and I am um, Hank Meadows, pastor here at Marion Baptist Church, and I've had Mona Seldon with me again today. I want to thank you. We're here. We're live. Um, well, we not live live, <laughs> but um, we're recording this and sending it out to you guys. And um, so th- actually asking you to tune in on Tuesday mornings every time and um, give us some feedback. And um, if there's something you'd like for us to address or me to address or however we do this, um, we'd love to know that. So... This is Hank Meadows and signing off. Thanks, guys.